What's up, MLB Morning Coffee listeners? We have our first sponsor. Please welcome to the show, Sit Stay Paul. Is there a better feeling than walking through the door and seeing your dog so excited to see you? There really is nothing better than a happy, healthy dog. Sit Stay Paul, Boston-based dog treat company, focused on all natural, healthy ingredients, is dedicated to helping dogs live happier, healthier lives. At Sit Stay Paw, they treat dogs as part of the family and understand you do too. That's why they use the highest quality all-natural ingredients in each dog treat. Each recipe has been developed along board-certified veterinary nutritionists and is packed with the flavors your dog loves and the nutrition they need. Stocking stuffer ideas? Do your friends have dogs? Sit Stay Paw's Blueberry Pancake Chewies are made with real blueberries full of antioxidants, fiber, and vitamin C and K the perfect stocking stuffer dip for your friendly pooch. Their carob chip chewies are a natural sweet treat your dog will love, full of vitamins A, B, D, calcium, iron, magnesium, everything your dog needs. For the next four weeks, listeners can go to sitstaypaw.com. That's www.sitstaypaw.com. And on Facebook and Instagram, at sitstaypaw. And use code MLBCOFFEE. That's right, MLBCOFFEE. For 10% off your first order. Take a pic, throw it on the gram, get your dog on the Sit Stay Paw Instagram. Sit Stay Paw, go get your dog a treat. Now, on with the show. Ah, yes. Welcome to MLB Morning Coffee on a Tuesday morning. We are back after a holiday break because we have news, news, news to talk about. Welcome on into the show. Thank you for being along for the ride. A production of the Ocean Avenue Studios. We are brought to you by Sit Stay Paw. Go to sitstaypaw.com, enter prode MLB Coffee at checkout to receive 10% off of your first order. This has been a very quiet offseason thus far. But the San Diego Padres over the last couple of days have broken the hot stove because they made two of the biggest trades and one of the more significant signings that we have seen in quite some time. The San Diego Padres, more than any other team in baseball right now, are all in. The Padres are willing to go for it right now, and there's nothing that's stopping them from adding on even more pieces. For those of you that missed it, the Padres acquired Blake Snell from the Tampa Bay Rays on Sunday, and then late Monday night, they acquired Yu Darvish from the Chicago Cubs. Think about the firepower that they add to their rotation by adding those two guys and being able to pick up guys of that caliber just by trading away prospects. It's remarkable what the Padres have been able to do. And look, these are not your Padres Padres. This is the most exciting iteration of the San Diego Padres that we've ever seen. And how did we get to this point? Because the Padres built the best farm system in all of baseball. They did it through great scouting, great drafting, and great developing. And when you have the amount of high-level prospects that the Padres have, it allows you to trade those prospects for guys that can help you win now. And that's what the Padres have just done by picking up Blake Snell and you Darvish. Oh, and by the way, 
The Padres also picked up Victor Caratini from the Cubs, a starting caliber major league catcher. And all they had to give up for that was Zach Davies and four low-level prospects. We're going to go through and break down these two trades from all angles. A lot of people didn't really understand why the Rays were trading away Blake Snell, and really, I can't seem to describe it either. I'm not exactly sure at this point. And Cub fans are irate that they did not get any semblance of a good return for you, Darvish. And I'm not saying that the prospects that they got won't become Major League Baseball players, but you got three guys in this trade that have not played above the Arizona League. You cannot project what a guy is going to be that early in his baseball career. And that's why Cub fans are upset. Both Rays and Cubs fans have a right to be upset. But Padre fans, at this point, they don't care. They just picked up two bona fide aces. And it is very rare that you are able to do that, not only in one offseason, but in back-to-back days. You realize the Padres picked up two aces in consecutive days. That is A.J. Preller saying to the rest of the baseball world, I'm all in, try and stop me. And this has set the Padres up to be one of the best teams in baseball for at least the next three years. The Padres arrived last year. They showed the baseball world that they are ready to compete. And now, they are ready to be the best team in the National League. And outside the Dodgers... I can't think of a team at this point that's better. Maybe if the Braves bring back Marcelo Zuna, I could put them in that category. But I still think that they're probably a top three team in the National League. Your three best teams as of right now are Dodgers, Padres, Braves in that order. I'm not going to put anybody above the Dodgers until I see those teams play on the field. Padres were the second best team in the National League last year based on record. They are the second-best team talent-wise now, and I think if you're a Padre fan, you're probably expecting more to come this offseason. A.J. Preller is not afraid to get bleep done. Oh, by the way, on Monday afternoon, they also signed top KBO infielder Ha-Sung Kim, who last year hit .294 with a .373 on base while playing primarily shortstop and third base. Interesting to see where they're going to put him. Maybe he plays second base and they move Jake Cronenworth out to the outfield. Ha-Sung Kim is a very versatile player. The Padres are willing to get better in every stretch of the imagination. So let's take a look at what each trade does for each team. We'll start off with the Blake Snell trade. Blake Snell, by all stretches of the imagination, is one of the top left-handed pitchers in all of baseball. He won the 2018 Cy Young, and Blake Snell struggled with injury in 2019, coming back in 2020 and effectively pitching on an innings limit. In his Cy Young season, Blake Snell went 21-5 with a 1.89 ERA over 180 and two-thirds innings pitched. He struck out 221 walked 64. Last year with Tampa in 50 innings, he went 4 and 2 with a 3.24 ERA. Blake Snell is a stud. He is somebody that's got great strikeout stuff, 
can locate to all parts of the strike zone. And by the way, he's only making $10 million each year for the next three years. Blake Snell is an affordable ace. And that's why the Padres pulled off this trade. Because they knew that he was a guy that they could have for three years, get his best pitching out of him in those three years, and then let him walk where he'll probably sign for more money than he's making now, and when he's somewhere else making more money than he is now, he probably will not have as good of numbers as he will in his time with the Padres. It is literally the perfect time to acquire somebody for a set period of time. You have a three-year contract on a guy in Blake Snell who is 28 years old. That is the perfect time to have a superstar pitcher for a short-term deal. He'll walk when he's 31. And that's exactly when you want him to walk. And that's exactly when he'll be too much for you to be able to afford. At least given the money that you're going to pay to Manny Machado and Eric Hosmer and eventually the kind of money that you're going to have to pay to Fernando Tatis Jr. and other Padres of that ilk. As for the Tampa Bay Rays, the only reason why I can see people justifying this trade on their behalf is that they're trying to go with the same type of trade blueprint that they implemented when they traded Chris Archer to the Pirates and got Austin Meadows, Tyler Glasnow, and Shane Baz in return. The Rays received right-handed reliever Luis Patino, right-handed relief prospect Cole Wilcox, catcher Francisco Mejia, and catcher Blake Hunt. Patino is by far the biggest prize of this haul. He got to the big leagues with the Padres last year, had a 519 ERA in 11 appearances, 17 and a third innings of work, 21 strikeouts, 14 walks. He's got great stuff. He has the potential to be a closer. He is part of that Rays Super Bullpen, or at least the model of what the Super Bullpen is supposed to be, with guys like Peter Fairbanks, Nick Anderson, Ryan Thompson, Diego Castillo. He is going to be just another addition to that. And before this past year, he had not pitched above AA. In fact, he had two appearances at AA Amarillo in 2019, and he pitched most of his time as a starter with high A Lake Elsinore. So this is a guy that hasn't spent a ton of time in the minor leagues. He made his DSL debut in 2017. He is only 21 years old. He debuted at 20. Luis Patino is in the major leagues at 21. The Rays are banking on potential. Let's go to Francisco Mejia because I believe that Francisco Mejia is a guy that can be a major league caliber catcher. I truly believe that. He was great when he was in the Indians organization. He had a hitting streak in low A and high A that spanned like 45 games or something. I can't remember exactly how long it was. But Francisco Mejia is a great athlete. And it's pretty clear that Mike Zanino is not long for the job as the franchise catcher. Francisco Mejia has a chance to be a platoon catcher in Tampa Bay this upcoming season and maybe the main catcher moving forward into 2022. I like the move for Tampa to get somebody like him, but again, 
is he worth giving up Blake Snell? At the moment, no, which is basically how most Rays fans felt after they gave up Chris Archer. At this point in the Chris Archer deal, they probably feel like the Rays got the better of that deal. We'll have to see in regards to Patino and Mejia, also Hunt and Wilcox as well. But the Rays are trying to play the same type of game that they did when they traded Chris Archer. But the Rays were not in a position to win now when they did that. The Rays, by all stretches of the imagination, will be one of the top teams in the American League again next year. But now, two of their three main starting pitchers are gone. You let Charlie Morton walk after you didn't pick up his option, and you traded away Blake Snell. Tampa will be competitive this upcoming season, but they're not going to be the same team that made the World Series. You cannot say that you're a better baseball team after you lose two of your top three starting pitchers. And you're banking on Michael Waka being the guy that he was in his early years in St. Louis when it's clear that at least over the past couple of years, he's not the guy that he was when he first came into the league. But for San Diego, they give away a bullpen arm that may not have been ready for the big leagues, a catcher that could be a major league starter, and two prospects. This was an absolute win for the San Diego Padres. Now, while Rays fans are a little bit more accepting of what they got in return for Blake Snell, Cubs fans are absolutely irate with what they got in return for you, Darvish. So here's the trade. The Padres receive you, Darvish, and Victor Caratini. The Cubs receive Zach Davies and then prospects Reginald Preciado, Owen Casey, Jason Santana, and Ismael Mania. So let's go through some stats of these prospects because I want to show you why Cub fans are as mad as they are. Reginald Preciado is 17 years old. There are no stats of him anywhere on the internet. Owen Casey was drafted by the Padres in the second round of this year's draft out of Notre Dame High School in Burlington, Ontario, Canada. He did not play at all in the minor leagues this year. There were no minor leagues. He's an 18-year-old high school prospect. Granted a lot of potential, but an 18-year-old high school prospect. Jason Santana hasn't played above the AZL. In 2018, he played with the DSL Padres, where he hit 258, no homers, 25 RBI. And in 2019, he played with the AZL Padres, where he hit 346, 429 on base, three homers, 30 RBI in 41 games. He is one of the more advanced prospects in this hall at the age of 20. He didn't play last year, obviously, because there was no minor league season. And finally, we give you Ismael Mena, or at least I think that's how I'm pronouncing it. There's no pronunciation guide for him. He has no minor league stats because he's only 18 years old. So of the four prospects that you got in return for you, Darvish, you've got one guy that has played affiliated minor league baseball. One freaking guy. And that's at the AZL level. You have a system loaded with prospects. You couldn't get a single top 10 prospect. 
You couldn't get a single guy out of this deal that had played above the AZL? Jed Hoyer, not an impressive way to start as the head of baseball operations. You're telling me that this is the best you could get for you, Darvish, and Victor Caratini? Forget Caratini. You, Darvish, was worth way more than the five players that are going back to the Cubs in this deal, let alone adding in a major league caliber catcher. What are the Cubs doing? The answer is simple. Tom Ricketts, otherwise known as Baseball Ted Cruz, is cheap as all get out and wants to dump money. Oh, everybody hates the marquee network. Oh, we didn't make any money. Oh, we didn't want to spend any money last offseason. So now we got to trade away guys that we already can afford to pay, but we don't want to pay. Oh. Don't buy what this guy is selling you for a second. The fact of the matter is that this was a salary dump by the Chicago Cubs. The fact that you traded away you Darvish with three years left on his contract coming off his best year since 2013 where he finished second in the Cy Young voting while a member of the Texas Rangers. You couldn't get a top 10 or top 5 prospect. Heck, multiple top 10 or top 5 prospects? The Cubs had no leverage because the Cubs wanted to dump money. And that's why the return is as bad as it is. And you Darvish's contract, it's reasonable. It's $21 million a year. By the way, the Cubs are going to eat some of Darvish's remaining salary. That's right. They are paying you Darvish to go away. They are paying you Darvish's salary, or at least part of it, for the remainder of his contract. That should be even more leverage to get a better prospect. What are the Cubs doing? And for all the Cub fans that have been with this team for the highest of highs and the lowest of lows, and there have been a lot of lows, this was a competitive baseball team last year. A team that if they could hit, they might have made some noise in the playoffs. Now, you're blowing it up. This is the first sign of the Cubs blowing it up. Why did Theo Epstein resign when he did? Because he knew ownership was going to make him do something like this, and he was not going to stand by and do it. Theo Epstein, once again, remains the smartest man in the room. And the Padres get another guy on a three-year contract, effectively. And by the time Darvish's contract is done, he will be 37 years old. And by that point, his career more than likely is done. He may be past his prime by 2023, but everything that you saw from you, Darvish, this past year showed that he's a guy that can still pitch at a high level for years to come. And if the Padres don't have to pay all of his yearly salary, it is 100% worth the risk to take on his contract. The San Diego Padres picked up two aces and hardly had to pay anything to do so. Let's look at the depth chart for what this Padre rotation is going to look like next year. It'll start off with Blake Snell, then you Darvish, then Denilson Lamette, then Chris Paddock. 
And then your five starter is somebody from your minor league system or somebody already on your roster that might be in the bullpen. The Padres are set up to be one of the best rotations in baseball come 2022 when Mike Clevenger returns. Can you imagine a 1-2-3-4 of Darvish, Clevenger, Snell, and Lamette? Oh my goodness. That is going to be a murderer's row of starting pitchers. I'm not really going to go into what Zach Davies is for the Cubs because while Zach Davies had a solid year, it was the best year of his career in a pandemic-shortened season. Zach Davies has had his issues staying healthy. Zach Davies, in his last year with the Brewers, had a 3.55 ERA. This year with San Diego, 7-4, 2.73 ERA, 69 innings, 63 strikeouts, 19 walks. Very much the type of numbers you might expect from a Kyle Hendricks. Zach Davies is a solid number two or number three starter. I'd say more of a number three starter, but he's not you Darvish. He's just not the guy that's going to go out there and dominate you every time out. Zach Davies is what he is. He'll be a part of the Cubs rotation, but he's not going to stand out like a you Darvish. The Cubs rotation got worse, and Zach Davies is the only legitimate piece that you got back. Maybe the prospects turn out to be something good, but they are all below 21 years of age. Three of them are 18 and younger. They might be good, but you're not going to know that until 2025 at the earliest. By that point, you Darvish is probably on to another team or retired. Zach Davies is a free agent before you Darvish is. The Cubs are going to get fewer years out of Zach Davies than they would have out of you Darvish if they had kept Darvish. There's really not a whole lot else to say on this. The Padres got a steal. The Padres got better. The Rays got worse. The Cubs got significantly worse. The Rays and the Cubs don't benefit in the short term. It remains to be seen whether or not they will benefit in the long term. We will have a lot more clarity earlier on with the Rays than we will with the Cubs, but it's such a crapshoot when you're talking about prospects that are below 21 years of age, you just have no idea what their career arcs are going to be like even a year from now. But the bottom line is this. The San Diego Padres are in it to win it in 2021. In what has been a very slow offseason, the Padres have set the first domino in motion. Once the next domino falls, then we are finally off to the races. Thanks for listening to this edition of MLB Morning Coffee, a production of the Ocean Avenue Studios. Have a very happy and safe new year. Make sure that you are socially distant. Don't gather with other people. Stay home. Stay by yourself. Be safe. Do the right thing. Let us once and for all flatten the curve of COVID-19. This has been a production of the Ocean Avenue Studios here in San Francisco, California. Have a great rest of your day. And we will talk to you more than likely in the new year.